0: welcome everybody to the first episode of the build it up podcast my name is alex moody i'm your host and today is an intro to the build it up podcast what it's about you'll learn a little bit about the type of people that we're going to have being interviewed on the podcast you'll uh, get a little bit about uh, moody Cadell and partners which is the host of the or the the, um, the sponsor of build it up and a little bit about me a little bit about the background of your host so Jumping right into it, build it up. Really, Moody Cadell and Partners has about eight thousand active customers, and each of those clients really um, is a business. And behind that is a business owner. They are an entrepreneur, whether they call themselves that or not. They are certainly that. They have a wonderful story behind how they started the business, whether they're a founder, how they bought the business, if they acquired it, or if they're part of a multi-generational family business where they've been handed the reins or they've taken the reins themselves of that family business. These stories are fascinating, the people are fascinating, and there's many of them that we wanna bring to you so that you can learn about business um, through the lens of these business owners. These people are, they're funny, they're witty, they're courageous, they're humble, uh, they're absolute risk takers. They take on, you know, uh, risk around debt, they take around risk on, um, you know, going it alone. They, uh, you know, employ staff and, you know, they're, a, they're as, a, as a cohort, small business in Australia, is an enormous employer of, uh, you know, of, of, of Australians. Um, Some are multi-generational Aussies, some are expats or immigrants from from other countries that have come here with nothing but the shirt on their back and they've started something great. So we'll hear all about them and their stories. Now, Moody Cadell um, as a business, we have almost exclusively industrials, industry, uh, customers, So you're not going to hear much about white collar businesses, about tech businesses, you're going to hear a lot about industrial st- style businesses. These are earth moving contractors, civil contractors, logistics, manufacturing, transport, agriculture, mining, quarrying, these type of businesses where um, you know there's there's a lot of heavy industry so fascinating sort of businesses trades as well and it's really interesting when we sort of reflect on these type of businesses and you think about you know what is uh, current at the moment with artificial intelligence and people having certain degrees of worry or skepticism about whether you know entire industries will be disrupted and I think about you know, I've got a two-year-old son. If if he goes through and you know takes on a career of, of, of some sort, you know, if he became a lift operator or a plumber or a civil contractor, I mean, you know, the the risk of those type of businesses being disrupted by artificial intelligence, I think, is far lower than some you know white-collar jobs like, say, for example. Law or maybe even maybe even finance and insurance broking, Hopefully not. Um, so I think you know there's there's some um, recession resistance around these type of businesses. There's certainly um, some uh, some guardrails around the, um, the the impact of artificial intelligence. So you know we'll we'll talk about these type of things and we really d- dive into the business models. So how these businesses actually operate, how they make money. Um, and then the you know really the people the individuals behind them so that's a bit about build it up Um, I'll talk to you a little bit about Moody Cadell so you just get a little bit of context about who we are as a business ongoing the podcast is not about Moody Cadell it's about our customers and really bringing their stories to light but it's nice to know a little bit of context and in the next couple of episodes you'll actually hear from the founders of Moody Cadell Terry Moody who's my father um, who started the business with David Cadell, his uh, original business partner, um, 42 years ago. So they started it in 1981. Um, They're now passed the baton on to their respective uh, sons. So myself and Jack Cadell are the sons of the two founders who now run the business with um, Lucy Fishwick, the CFO, um, Jonathan Lucas and David Unwin, who run our finance-broking business and Santi Panadero who runs our um, general insurance broking business. So the finance broking business, um, it's about, uh, writes about $500 million in finance volume per annum. It's one of the largest businesses of its type in Australia. Um, As I said, offices in Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane and Perth. And really uh, the sweet spot is for, um, you know, mid-size businesses with a requirement for a large amount of of plant equipment and that is because a uh, our role is to help a customer diversify their debt so whether they're a manufacturing business and they've got a lot of manufacturing plant or they're a civil contractor for example or a hire and rental business with you know tens hundreds maybe even thousands of pieces of equipment they need multiple funding lines just like Anyone would diversify their equity investments across a range of shares um, to diversify the risk that any one of those shares goes bad. You, as a um, a, a business that has a requirement for a lot of capital, would would likely um, look to diversify your debt across a number of lenders to also mitigate the risk that you are giving um, you know all all of your uh, your security to one lender, and that's where a, a quality finance broker comes in who can help do that. Um, A large part of our business is vendor finance. So we support um, equipment vendors nationally, typically large original equipment manufacturers um, or their distribution partners here in Australia to provide white label um, financing at the point of sale. So like a car uh, finance company helps to sell the cars um, through a finance package, we do that for construction equipment, material handling equipment, uh, manufacturing equipment, Arbor and the like for um, large global uh, original equipment manufacturers and their distributors here in Australia. We, we, we use our branch network nationally to facilitate that and our finance managers on the ground to do that. Um, our general insurance business we have a Australian financial service license so we're a licensed advisor to give prescribed advice on um, on, on risk mitigation for customers particularly in civil contracting, um, earth moving transport industries where we 've got we've got deep specialization uh, in those particular industries and and um, extremely good relationships with the insurers in those particular industries as well um, and that allows us to uh, to give quality advice I think the smaller the business uh, the more the customer is focused on price because they 've got a small business they don 't really have a lot to lose as a business grows. The focus is on getting quality advice because now you've got a business which is valuable. It's valuable in and of itself as as an entity, and and it's also valuable to you know through the cash flows of it for the for the owner's family, and therefore you know you want to have a you, you want to provide quality. Uh, so you want you want to achieve quality advice. That's exactly what we provide as a general insurance um, broker. Um, so that's a little bit about MKP. Um, Certainly, really look forward to uh, introducing you to Terry and David, the, the two founders. They've got some fascinating founder stories as well, which you'll hear. Um, a little bit about me. So, uh, let's say 20 odd years ago, I left uni and I went to get a job. I was you know, in my early 20s, now I'm 43, so I looked to get a job and found it pretty tough. Spoke to the old man who had a business called Moody Cadell and said, um, "You know, have you got a job for me?" He said, "Yeah, you probably won't like working here, but uh, of course, you know, you're my son. I'll give you a job if you um, if you want." Um, I came here. I was a mortgage broker's assistant. I lasted two years. I said, "You're right, Dad. I don't. I don't want to do this." Um, and um, I went and did some other things. I had a real itch to start my own business. Um, where i am now i'm super passionate about business i love business my wife will tell you that uh, i talk about it ad nauseum, uh, much to her detriment i draw pictures about business i listen to podcasts about business i will read books about business and i love talking to people about business i love talking to uh, business owners about their business and hence why i'm so excited to do this podcast so my first foray into my own business was i left moody caddell I said, "Well, what do I know? Um, at school, I played a bunch of sports, so I thought I knew something about fitness. Turns out, I didn't know that much, but I knew enough to get started. As a personal trainer, I started as a personal trainer at Fitness First. And they were running this this boot camp, which at the time was was huge. Boot camp was the flavor of the month in fitness. You, anyone that knows anything about the fitness industry, knows that it goes in." big trends and cycles and at that time boot camp was the, you know, whatever you want to call it, the Pilates or the CrossFit of its day and it was very popular. Um, So I uh, started to work there, learned a little bit about it and worked out, look, I can can run one of these things. So I started this thing called SWAT Team. Um, Within a couple of years, I had trainers running around all over Sydney running these groups at beaches and parks across, uh, across the town um, doing this group fitness and it was great and we were, you know, earning good money and do- delivering a phenomenal service. Um, and I learned all about marketing and copy and uh, social media was just kicking off and so I had to learn about Facebook. And, but Facebook had this amazing reach back then so if you, know, if you posted something on Facebook, everybody you were connected to actually saw it so unlike now where the algorithm prevents that. Um, so it was, it was probably easier then to attract customers through that medium so I did that. Um, I used email and and you know was prolific on on email to to, to generate that and really learn a lot about marketing. But probably um, had some other failings in other parts of the business, like you know cash management and other bits and pieces, which you know ultimately led to um a decline in the business where a bunch of the councils came along and said well you can't you know you can't have 60 people down at you know Balmoral beach in Mossman you've got to have you know nine people to every trainer or something like that which blew my model up because it was a low-cost model lots of staff everywhere sorry lots of people to a few staff so I had to change uh, my pricing strategy. I put my prices up, and people liked the liked the business, but not that much. So a lot of people left. So I learned about pricing at that point, and um, really got uh, got a bit hammered. Particularly when it came to the GFC, financial crisis hit, and a lot of customers then really pulled back from a discretionary spend that they saw was was, was fitness. So, um, I, for a time, ran a uh, a business with a with a guy who was running education courses for personal trainers. So I was doing all of the marketing, business d- development for that. We had a joint venture partnership which worked really well. He was, um, you know, a phenomenal trainer um, trainer of trainers. So he ran advanced courses on strength and conditioning and nutrition and this type of thing for personal trainers and so we ran that uh, business for a number of years and and that did really well. Um, I started working for a guy who had a bunch of different fundamentally startups one was in uh, technology space and the others were actually in mining in sort of small cap mining listed mining companies they had he had a, a, a small listed mining investment company which is listed on the Newcastle Stock Exchange or the National Stock Exchange and we took that business it bought a uh, operating tin mine in far north Queensland and uh, we took that business onto the ASX and I was heavily involved in that process of, of listing it on the ASX which was um, a pretty uh, interesting process and I learned a lot not only about that but also about sort of corporate structures and acquisitions and a whole bunch of stuff like that. One thing led to another and I had a conversation with with, with dad and, and David Cadell about rejoining um, Moody Cadell. Um, that was by far the best career move I've made, coming back into the business, um, worked as a finance broker and then um, uh, after a, a couple of years assumed the role of CEO um, which has been the biggest blessing in my life and career outside of my marriage and my, and my little boy. Um, it is such a wonderful business to be involved in. It's the people, the customer base that we work with. You've got these sort of multi-generational customers um, that have been customers of Moody Caddell for 10, 20, 30 years. We've got a phenomenal staff of just really, really, really good quality people. Um, we've got you know absolutely a, a no dickheads policy which follows the Sydney Swans and the All Blacks policy of, uh, of the same name and you know there's no there's no crap it's good quality people Um, it's a real team environment and I just I love it I love working here I love working in the business I love working on the business Um, so I'm really excited about this this is a project which we've been thinking about putting together for a long time I think it's going to be really good and it's going to resonate with a lot of people so what I think you're going to get out of it is this you're going to learn about business. You're going to learn about particularly Australian small business. I, I love listening to podcasts. I don't think there's something like this um, out there at the moment. I think you're going to learn about the detail of these things, a pressure washing business, how that actually operates, what it, co- what it costs to set it up, a civil contracting business. Who, is it, who are a contractor's customers? How do the contracts work? How do you tender? Um, how do you manage machinery and manage um, downtime and utilisation? Um, you know, uh, a hire and rental business and the complexity around cross hire and, um, you know, working with, working with customers to make sure that they've got the machine on site as, as soon as they need to. Um, a logistics business and, you know, the phenomenal complexity around a business like that. So we're going to learn all about those businesses you'll learn about the people, and hopefully what you'll find is a lot of these people are, you know, then they're, they're, I'm gonna say they're not special, I mean, they're, they're definitely special because it takes a certain type of crazy to start your own business, but you'll see yourself in them a lot, and hopefully you'll learn about your business, something about your business from them, or how to start a business um, from them, and you'll learn, you know, um, what it takes and really, that you know, the main thing that it takes is a, a bit of you know guts and a bit of courage. Um, and you know that right now, it's never been easier to start a business in Australia. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of resources that are available to help you start. And you know, hopefully, you can you know look to grow your own multi generational business from learning about some of the stuff in this podcast. So that's it. Um, again, it's a, it's a privilege and a pleasure to be speaking to you. I look forward to seeing you um, in future episodes. Thank you very much. That's Alex Moody over and out for the Build It Up podcast episode one. Cheers.